Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? Number you did. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Alright, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck is sugarness? <laughs> Welcome to the second annual LA Podcast of the Ride WTF. I am Mark Marin. Nice to see you. Nice. Wow, that was an abrupt cut to that music. Where's the delicate fade? Now I'm just standing here audio naked. Thank you for coming out. Look at this. There's a guy moving with a camera. We're streaming live on a thing. <laughs> I should know the name of that company. Why not throw him a bone? What, what's the name? Daily Motion. Da Daily Motion is streaming us. How are you? I'm Mark Marin. if you're sitting at home trying to get this. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> Where is it streaming? Nice to see you. Uh, we have a wonderful show planned. Thank you for coming out and supporting PodFest. My friend Dave needs to earn a living. Um, it's a great thing, and I know a lot of people have traveled. Who has traveled here from afar? <laughs> Holy shit, are you serious? Where'd you come from? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., you got out. Good. <laughs> Fuck that shit, right? No one's working there. Um, where'd you come from? Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. <laughs> you, really? You flew like 18 hours? That, just for this show? Or just for the best festival? You can say a nice thing. Yeah, just for this show. <laughs> well, welcome. Sydney's beautiful. That beach there is nice. And they got the weird uh, pool. What is that? At Bonsai? Is it Bonsai? Bondi Beach, very nice. Look at me trying to bond. This is like the worst crowd work ever. So, uh, <laughs> the crowd work guy that doesn't make jokes. Oh, that's interesting. That's good. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> so you got, you got good uh, lamb down there, right? Because they have it at the TJ's. Oh, that's New Zealand. I'm sorry. Stupid, right? You ever, you ever go there to New Zealand at all? All right, great talking to you. I, um, <laughs> let me see other hands from people out. Where are you from, buddy? Haircut. Boston, Mass. Boston, Mass. What part? Brighton. Oh, yeah, I used to live up by there. You know, I used to live uh, in Alston, uh, you know, back in the day, like by, uh, again, boring crowd work, right by, um, you know where the Deli King used to be? How long have you been living there? Did you grow up there? I didn't grow up there. All right, fuck it. Well, where else? Where are you? Welcome, welcome. Where are you from, guy? Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming? Yes, Holy shit. What's going on up there? <laughs> no, seriously, in one word. Snow. Really? Snow already? One inch an hour in Wyoming? Holy, is your family okay? <laughs> is the farm gonna be all right? You got, yeah. are all the animals in? What do you do up there? I work at a bar at a hotel. At a bar at a hotel, you could do that anywhere. Why don't you leave? <laughs> Boom. That's crowd work, right? Where did I get to? Where did I pick up that boom thing? I'm not a guy who says boom. I'm not a guy who picks up on random Twitter memes and says them out loud. Boom. Where's other people from? Britain, right? Got Britain in the house. Good. Really? More Britain over there? Where? They just like Britain. Anglophiles. Look at that. People still coming in. This is a riveting podcast so far. We're fucking doing some great work here. Jake Johansson in the back. Nice to see you, Jake. 
Jimmy Pardo just told me that he has never met you before, so I'm going to facilitate that in a minute. So just hang tight, if you could. That's why I'm here. To meet Jimmy Pardo. Well, he said to me, he says, you know what, I'm not going to meet him. I'm going to spend the rest of my life not meeting him. And I said, fuck that, let's end this. Let's make this happen. Uh, what do I got to talk to you about? Lovely Santa Monica, there's a beach out there that you can still be miserable at. Um, if you focus. A lot of people come to the beach and they're like, this is great. No, just change your perception. I'm fucked. Do that at the beach. Is that the wrong way to look at things? I'm going to try something in a minute. I, I did want to tell this story because I didn't want to tell this story. Uh, I haven't told it yet. Um, but a while back, I mistakenly talked about on the podcast, you know, how, how easy it is to find just about anyone's address. If your house is in your name, it's relatively easy to find your address. Now, I made the mistake of doing that on the podcast, and now I'm streaming it. But, um, <laughs> but whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's neither here nor there, except about a month ago, uh, there was a, my doorbell rings. Yeah, my doorbell rings. And I, and I open the door, and he's just a young, hipstery-looking dude. And I go, what's up? He's like, well, you remember when you said on the show... <laughs> And I'm like, so what are you saying? It's like, well, I, I found it. <laughs> and I, I genuinely think he was surprised. <laughs> like, he, he made this journey. It was a good idea in his mind. He's like, well, let's just go fucking do it. Let's go see Marin. And then once he had me face to face, he was like, uh, I don't know what, what happens now. And I'm like, well, this weird dude is what I said. I said, this is a little, this is a little uncool because I don't know you. And he's like, I know, I know, it's fucking it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's fucked up. <laughs> so what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, it's, it, why'd you do this? It's creepy, man. It's creepy. But me, Mr. Boundaryless, right? <laughs> like this guy stalked me to my house. And then I see there's two women with him that are standing sort of looking at us like, like that, like, and I'm like, who are they? And, and he's like, they're in my band, we're in a band. So I'm like, well, what, what do you guys want? And, and then all of a sudden they're doing that thing where they're like, I, you know, he just, I, I, we thought it was stupid that he did this, but he did it and I, I don't know. So now I'm sitting there with what I've decided are normal people. I said to the guy, I said, all right, well, this is fucked up, but you want to see the garage? <laughs> no, because I don't know, you know, there's some part of me, it was wrong, it was a little creepy, but you know when you just do that thing where you're like, fuck it, let's go see this? Because people have come by and put stickers on my wall, which is weird too, you, you know what I mean? And now I have neighbors that, that sort of like linger a little bit, you know? And like, if I were like his age and like we were on a road trip and you were with some people and you like were just sort of like, fuck, let's just go see if that, let's just go over there. <laughs> I gotta respect that. What it like? <laughs> right, because it's a tricky situation because I was sort of fucked. All right, so, all right, so that guy comes to my house, right? And let's say I'm like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck off of my yard. Tweet, Marin's a dick, just went by his house. <laughs> and what am I gonna get into it? Like you came by without, I don't know you. And then he'd be like, see, dick. You know, like, what am I gonna do that? 
I was cornered by, by the internet. I'll do a Q&A if you want, right now. Does anyone want to come to that microphone and do a short what the fuck with me? Hands. Come on, don't be... Anyone, any questions? Come on, you want to come up here, Sydney? What's your name? Alice. Alice, nice, nice to meet you. Alice from Australia. Please. Do you want me to interview you or you just want to ask a question? Look at you, professional, with the mic stand. What do you do, uh, Alice? I'm a comedian. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Who are your guys? Um, I'm British tradition, Monty Python, all those guys. Oh, cool. That's cool. What's your last name? You might as well plug yourself. Fraser, F-R-A-S-E. Right. Alice Fraser? Fraser? What's yeah. on your mind? Um, I'm just overexcited. <laughs> like, I've got... <laughs> so not, in a, not in a sex way, like a fight or flight no, kind no, of it. overwhelmed bit. I didn't take that as you were hitting on me. Like, you know... The panic I, on your face was not reading that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how I do it. That's my move. <laughs> that's how, yeah. That is... Just frightened. Please don't. I, yeah. Oh, great. That's hot. That's a little... No, it's just, you know, I go for a walk in the morning and then you're in my head and now you're here and I, I feel it. like, in a way, that you're kind of a projection yeah. um, of my head. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're, like, in a loop of yeah. some kind. There's nothing either of us can say, given the relationship we have. Yeah, it's uncomfortable I know. For me. Oh, now I'm freaking out. Hey, I didn't show up to your house. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Yet. How long are you down for? Uh, I'm till Sunday. Oh, really? And then you yeah. go back? So no, then I go to New York. Oh, really? You can do some comedy there? Yes. Really? Where at? Wherever I can. Wherever you can? Yeah. And how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, Full-time, about a year and a half. Full-time, what does that mean? You, I was a lawyer a, before that. You were a lawyer? <laughs> and now you're trying to make up for that? Yeah, you go up through school and university, people tell you, if you like words, you'll love the law, and then you do it, and it's horrible. So you became a lawyer, yeah. and what, well, what, made, what was the day... That made you go like, this is fucking horrible. That guy doesn't deserve to die. Was it that kind of thing? No, I, I was doing a lease of land. Um, oh my God, I'm already falling asleep. Sorry. Uh, from like a, a couple, like just a family couple for a big company. Yeah. And they said, hey, do you want to do the insurance clause where they're liable as individuals rather than as a company? I'm like, but then if you sue them, they'll lose everything. And they're like, meh. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> that was that. So it was, your heart spoke to you. Yeah. And you decided to do something scary and, uh, and difficult, and, and it's going well for you? You know. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> do, you, do you have a question, or are we good? We're good. All right, thank <laughs> you for talking to me. Nice to meet you. That went pretty well. That was a good interview. Maybe you'll come back and I'll ask you what your dad does. Any, I've got one more. You want to do it? All right, hat guy. This, this is going to be intense. <laughs> it's going to be, this is going to be tricky. Okay, I, I want to honestly, um, my wife told me to take notes. 
I don't even know who you are. I just walked in. Okay. What's your name? Mark Marin. Oh, you're Marin? Oh, oh shit, fuck, right? Kidding. Okay. I hope And you guys think I'm kidding? I'm not even kidding. I know. I, I just bought a bunch of equipment. I'm going to do my own podcast, I think, Tuesday. What's your name, man? <laughs> my name's Chunky B. I'm an Chunky extremely B. mediocre comedian. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm a warm-up guy around town. Yeah. I warm up. For who? Uh, I just left Ferguson. I got fired from uh, Dr. Phil. I got, Why'd you I get got, fired from Dr. Phil? Because I drank too much beer. And what, so you went and did warm-up shit taste? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, I, <laughs> and I'm not even, I'm, I'm, what am I about to tell you? Mark, first of all, total props, respect. Thank you. Thank you. For doing all this. Okay. You guys. Thank you very so, much. Look <laughs> at He's I am not, I am not even worthy. He's doing what he does. You want to do a little of this? Come on, come on. Take the hit. Take the hit. Come on. You got up here and said you Dude, know who I, I was. I just bought a ticket and got a free t-shirt and I walked in here. You going to um, be all right? Yes. I'm a little nervous. Okay, what's Because your, what's I, am, I am amongst the man. I am, I am not kissing your ass. I am licking it as hard as I can. I, I wish there was some way I could help you other than what's happening right now. <laughs> this is the best I'm going to be able to do for you. You want to tell them the name of your podcast? What's it going to be called? Chunky B. That's my name. That's it? Chunky That's B. Chunk, Chunky B. And what's the plan for the show? Um, I am... Uh, oh, can I... I'll pitch, I'll pitch right now. Yeah, do whatever you okay, gotta here's, do. Here's my thing. See, it's I am be exciting. Mark, go ahead, go ahead. I can't even compete. Right. That's how good you are. Here's, here's my thing. Uh, I, I'm, my name is Chunky B. If you go to chunkybee.tv, look yeah. at me pitch. I'm pitching myself. I just opened up this website like a week ago. I have no fucking clue what I'm Sounds doing. Sounds like you're gonna get a lot of people going to it. <laughs> you're on TV right now, too. So go to his website. He has no idea what he's doing. It's a week old. And he's got, he's, he might do a podcast next week. Right? But everybody talks about you. Everybody talks about you. I went online and my wife was like, Everyone talks about me. You, no make sure, you make sure you see his podcast. Now I'm on it. I am, I bet there's movement in the Croctoral area. I swear to God, I'm 100% heterosexual. You're turning me on right now. Maybe that was your wife's intention. Please go see Marin. I'm tired of these latent tendencies. Chucky B. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck with it. Good luck with it. I will. I will. Good luck with everything. (laughs) That was good. That was good. Completely unplanned. Um, I wonder what you would have thought of. Yeah, I see you. I see you. Enjoy the show. The best part of that was like, who are you? And then I told him, and he still hadn't listened to me. Marin, oh, you're him. <laughs> not that I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a grandiose guy, and I appreciate your honesty. And I, I think your podcast is going to be something. <laughs> I would have liked to have heard the Dr. Phil story. But did you, did you, did you throw up or anything, or did you just get out there and like? It's worse than that. Get up here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this story is in 30 seconds. Okay. I was warming up for Dr. Phil, and he would change the opening of the show every single day 
And then he went to the stage manager and he's like, what's wrong with Chunky? Is he retarded? Dr. Phil called me a retard. He used that word? He used the word and he didn't know my best friend was the stage manager. And I bathe in the glory that Dr. Phil called me a retard. And guys, I am not worthy of this. Back to you. All right. I, I like that he thought the problem with Dr. Phil calling him a retard was that his buddy was there, not that Dr. Phil used the word retard. Uh, let's get going with the show proper. This first guest is one of the podcasting uh, godfathers of podcasting, one of the originals. Please welcome uh, Jimmy Pardo to the show from Never Not Funny. What, you want to use that? I use this one? Do a hand up? Yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. Yeah, and you can sit in that chair. What if you stayed over there and did it from that so chair? That's, stand not, up? Yeah, that's not a problem. You want me to pace around like you're a guy who has problems? So. Uh-huh. Yeah, go Donahue on So. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Remember Donahue? Sure, I remember him out there, but I, don't, I wouldn't be able to do an impression of him. Could you do an impression of him? No, I don't do impressions. I'm not known for my voice work. No, but I mean, he brought up Donahue. Didn't he have a movie? I brought him up. It doesn't mean I'm going to do a fucking impression of him. Am I, am I have to do an impression of everybody I bring up? No, I'm Jimmy just, Carter. I do an impression of Carter. <laughs> I, I do a great Jimmy Carter, but yeah. not tonight. Yeah, okay. uh, I shouldn't have brought it up. I set some expectations. So, Jimmy, I'm going to call Ernie for you. Yeah, call Ernie. I'm having a situation with my handyman. Yeah. Uh, this guy's in the wind. I don't know what this guy did. Yeah. But I need, I need a closet redundant drywall, yeah. and um, I need some shelving built in. We took a furnace out, Mark. We took a furnace out. Really? Put it up in the attic. No that, kidding. So is it working up in the attic or just storage? Re real nice. Yeah. Real nice. Where do you live so, where it's so cold that you need a furnace? I live in Alaska and I commute. <laughs> So I live in Baldwin Hills. I live right over there. So what does that mean? I don't know it's what that means. It's the Black Beverly Hills. That's where I live. You live I'm in the one Black of seven Beverly white Hills? people, yes. Do they look at you? Do they give you stink eye? They like, love what's it. He, what's gentrifying. He doing? They're excited. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Reverse gentrification. Houses just went up, baby. So oh, they, they're here. Don't, is that by on the way to the airport? That's it's right. Yeah, Rodeo and La Cienega. I walked to that Target. By day. where NPR is? Uh, yeah, right near NPR. Okay, yeah, exactly. I got it. I got it. So, fuck it, man. So you need a closet? What's going on? Is this a new house? No, we've been there four years, but, but we, we just put in AC. Uh -huh. uh, we finally we, uh, committed to that so that we could use that two days a year. Uh -huh. and, um, and then so that, uh, that, that year the best, wasn't enough. That, is the, that was the best fucking thing I ever did. What? Can I talk to them for a second? Oh. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Get Chunky B back up here for Listen. a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, he'll be back. Let's watch that guy. Watch that guy melt down in public. He's just regrooving. So, no, like I, like I, ahead, thought, so I thought air conditioner for a decade. I think that if I would have put air conditioner in my house, I might still be married to my second wife. All right, I, I would literally, it was horrible where I live because I live out east and it's hot as fuck. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for like three or four months a year, at the beginning of the summer, I would just say like, we'll get through it. How bad could it be? Couldn't even stay in the house. In the yeah, most horrible. Had to go to the movies every day. Not horrible, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she kept saying, why don't we just put a thing? I'm like, ah, what fucking difference does it make? Just use, put the fan in the window. We'll get through this. She got through it. She left you. She left me. <laughs> For a guy with air conditioning and a lot of money. Yeah. Gordon, well, then he's got AC. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, we finally got it. I, yeah. I collected a couple of bucks in television that I bought an AC. Yeah. And, so uh, you, you do, uh, you do warm up. Did you? I opened the oh, show. Oh, Christ. Okay, you open the show for Conan before he goes yeah, on. Yeah, I go out there opening act, uh, yeah. concert style. I call it concert style. You're very good at it. 
Because yeah. I don't do commercials. I don't do any of the bullshit. I don't do sing-alongs. I don't throw out T-shirts. I don't give them a... Nobody gets a candy bar. Do you fight that? <laughs> do I fight what? Well, do they say to you, hey, Jimmy, could you throw out a T-shirt? Never. You're like, fuck you, not in my contract. Uh, it's never come up. Uh, I told somebody today, the only note I ever got was... Uh, and this is true. Uh, we did seven months at Tonight Show. We've been yeah. on uh, TBS for three years. Yeah. The only note I've gotten in that entire time was, uh, and it just happened this week, Jimmy, you're going a little long. We're going to send you out sooner. <laughs> <laughs> that was the note I got. That's the only note. I tell, I tell people, I go, shut up. I, 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 I but you're paper. consistent. That's why, you know, they don't know what guest is going to shit the bed out there. And you come out right. there, they're like, this guy's going to give him a show. If they leave and they, you know, the, the rest of the show is okay, they're like, that opening guy, that, opening guy, that was tremendous. Right? He should have a show of his own, that guy. They all say it as they walk out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, do you and stand there as they're walking out going, I know I should, I know, right? I, Tell I, the I guy. I don't get it either. I'm with you people. <laughs> I'm as confused as you. I don't understand it for 25 fucking years. Oh. Uh, did they give you an office or you're still sort of tucked away by the wall? Listen. <laughs> I have a, uh, you know what? I have a locker now. I bumped up the locker. <laughs> that was the greatest moment when I first did that show. You know, I'm like, so you're standing by the stage. Yeah, you get awful. like a poster of yourself up there and some yeah. eight by tons. And I'm like, where is this? Where, this is my office right this here. This is my office, right. <laughs> At the time, I, I had a hook. <laughs> When I first started, when we moved over to TBS, because yeah. some writers, they share rooms, they share offices, and there's yeah. not a lot of space over there. And so I, in my, when I negotiated, I said, here's the thing. If I come and work for you at TBS, yeah. and by the way, yeah. I, I was working no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I said, if I come over there, here's two things. I want a dressing room, and I want to drive on. I don't want to park with the riffraff over with the Ellen audience. Yeah. And they came back, and they went, we can't give you any of that. I said, see you Monday. <laughs> That sounds like a tough negotiation. I, I, there. I fought. It's like I, I want a dressing room because I'm changing my fucking pants out in my car for the first six months. As these women that are going to see Ellen, who are way too excited about going to a TV program, they're, they're they, they, they said, "We'll give you a hook. I'm in. I, I'm in. I, hook I, is hook, good." And then eventually, luckily, Steve Hollander, who's the stage manager, is a great guy. He, he went, built you, know you something else. Enough's enough. Let's get you your own dressing room. So they gave me an option. They were going to build me a dressing room, yeah. which was uh, maybe the size of this chair. I would have like literally been like Clark Kent in a little booth, changing my outfit, bashing my knees into a two by four. Yeah. And they said, or we can put you with the crew and give you a locker. I said, you know, let me talk to those guys. I'll go yeah. back there with those guys. So you got guys. a locker. You really do have a locker. I got a locker. locker. I come in. My uh, lock, my combo is M-E-H. I got one of those lock uh, where you put a word in there. Uh-huh. Meh. <laughs> Meh. That's true. That's my combo. You guys, you, do you hang out with the crew while you're I dressing? I hang out with them. I nod. You I pretend talk. I'm interested. You stand around in like tank top t-shirts going, eh, it's a pretty good day today, right? Yeah. That kind of stuff. These guys are the camera guys. They're talking focus. They're talking lens. Yeah, and you're like, sounds good. Sounds good. I'm going to go make a lot more money than you do. <laughs> they say that to you? No, I say that. I say, I'm going to go do that in eight minutes. That's, a, that's what's great about None you is habits. your big heart and your compassion for the working man. <laughs> They're good people back sure, there. That's sure they are, those little people. They're fine folks. I actually, the true story, when I did a pilot for Comedy Central last year, didn't get picked up. It did get, um, was it one of those things, here's some money, make a thing, and we'll see what happens. It was, and then you make the thing, and then they don't call you, and some of it, you know, goes, happened. I heard your thing didn't get picked up. Uh, they, they, did you ever have that happen where they don't call you and tell you they're not making it? Oh, no, they called me immediately. They couldn't wait to tell me. <laughs> I got, I got the reverse poke. I was uh, Just in case you, uh, you're on the fence of whether it's happening. It's, it's not. Go about your life. So my point was that oh, they yeah. all worked. All these, this whole crew. What was this pilot? All worked was over it? at the pilot because they wanted to work with me. That's uh, that's how much they enjoy my company. What was the pilot that they didn't do? It was, uh, it was at the time. It was called Jimmy Pardo Needs Jokes. It's been called nine hundred different things. And it's basically just you. It's it's well now it's on Nerdist uh, called Right Now with Jimmy Pardo. Uh huh. 
That, that applause may be for Chris Hardwick. I'm not even sure. Uh, oh, is he here? <laughs> is Chris Hardwick here? <laughs> no, he's doing one of 900 things. Right. Nope. right? Or he has to host nope. something. He's dressing um, wonderfully and driving a nice car. What's that? Nothing. No, he's good. <laughs> I could have just said bitter, 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 and I would have, that would have been the same sentence that came out of my mouth. Look, Jimmy, it's bitter, just jealous, like, look, bitter, look, look you, if you want to be, the key to success, you just have to turn something off in yourself that cares anymore. I'm not willing. I'm not willing. I wasn't defying that you to do it. That thing's been off in me for 15 years. No, it years, has brother. not. You desperately need I care need about everybody. Laughter and you need to connect. I don't know if I need that, but... No, I... stop it. Let's see how long you can go. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't wait for you to stop talking so I can say something. I'm going to do something right now. What's up? Trump Jake Johansson. Jake Johansson, could you come up here right no, now? No, I don't want to meet him. I don't. I don't. No, stay back there. You get back there. I want, no. you, to, I want you to meet Joe no. Pardo. This is really exciting. We've never met. No, I know. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, you know what? I've never met. It's, and it's insane that we've never met. I know that. I know that we've never met because I'm the other guy in the story. Oh, yeah, but you know what? I run the risk. I, Jason Sudeikis, this is a true story. For years, I would say, I've never met Jason Sudeikis. I have a photograph at my house of he and I in the picture together. And, and it's just us going, hey. Yeah. And, and, I, and I would go, never met him. So we may have met. But you I think we have. I was just going to say, I met Jason Sudeikis last year, but we didn't get a picture. So if you could ask him sure, more to happy get to in touch with me. <laughs> That would be great. I'll even throw this into the mix. That Take did, my picture, Photoshop yourself into it. That's Me a deal. You, that's a deal. Yeah. All three of us? I have to keep you in? I thought I was just going to put my... To. I was going to put my head on you. Going to replace it? Yeah. That's I'm what just, I thought. I'm shorter. I think it's a bad call. Okay. I could just you. put my, put the whole me over the top of you then. Yeah. Okay. But then the eyeline's going to be wrong. Are you guys doing a romantic, endless love sort of a stare into each other? You've met Jason. Of course that's we That's how you are. take the picture. Yes. That's how you this is exciting. Well, I've never I, I, I think this went beautifully. I think it went very well. I feel it's just great to be here amongst the man. Yeah. I, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. Take your hands, everybody. Jake you Jake. saw history. You just saw history. You made that happen. I did. But you guys, have been, you've both been doing comedy for what, 30 years? That's probably 35 years. It's like every, literally, because Jake and I, uh, he's done Letterman 7,000 times. 7,000 is right. Um, but you like, remember when he used to have glasses and the funny haircut? I don't like that era. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we all make adjustments and we find our voice. Um, yeah. But we, it would always be like the week before I go to a club, Jake was there. The week after, Jake was there. So I never met him until this very moment. It was, it was exciting. That's because he was at clubs like four weeks in a row back then. Like he, he would just always be there and they'd take a week off and you'd get there and be like, well, Jake was just here for a month. I didn't know. He would do it like an internship. No. Not an internship. Uh, residency. <laughs> Be a residency. Not a you remember those clubs too? You go to the club and they'd say like, "I don't get it, man. Last week was packed." Uh, and then you're like, "What week are you talking about?" Yeah, it, it, it happened in 1984, whatever week that was. I always, I always like they, they would pop up with any excuse. Well, you know what's happening? There's a parade seven towns away tonight, and that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, there's you know a what? game. There's a game. There's a, in, there's a, there's a game, game in Ohio. City. We're in <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, you know what? Everybody's into that one. It's a little darker tonight than it usually is on nights. So I think if, if I'm not mistaken, Jake was one of the first guys to uh, to do a mailing list. Were you not? I, th I, I think I got copied that from Craig Shoemaker was doing it. Oh, so they, they remember before there was an internet, and they would put little things on the table and say, "We'll mail you a newsletter." Imagine those days. Wow, I killed the room. I killed it. 
I'm not going to put it on you. I might blame Jake. Why not? Let's throw Jake under he the bus. He threw Shoemaker into the mix. The whole place shut down. <laughs> they yeah, thought the Love Master was going to come out yeah, for a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. We already had Chucky e. B's meltdown. <laughs> you want to do some Love Master joke? I'm the Love oh, Master, baby. baby. <laughs> He's a nice man. I got no problem with him. Sure, very nice man. He's a good guy. A good guy. Are we still streaming? The streaming yeah, shut yeah. off, right? Yeah. And I guarantee you, Craig's watching. I'm going to get an email tomorrow. Hey, I don't know what problem you guys have with me, but hey, I was guy. Let's be very clear. I what? was yes anding. I was just helping out. I, those were not my opinions. I, I saw you flailing. I'm going to help out. The way you took Shoemaker down, I was just yes anding. I was not. Those were not my opinions. I saw what was happening. Look, let him have a problem with me. I'll have him on the show. Um, <laughs> Jake, what's your podcast called? Jake This. Jake This is Jake's podcast. Yeah. Jake Johansson. Jimmy Pardo is I, never not funny. You got to go, right? I do have to go. I've got to go. Uh, Jimmy Pardo, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. You good? All right, good. That was great. That was great. Wasn't it? This is going very well. Had a special guest star. Shit, man. Anything can happen. How are you, ma'am? Come on. We're on television. Just sit it down. We're on the internet? All right, lady. Are you here speaking for the internet? Don't call it television. That's over. <laughs> Old man. I know, I'm saying it. I have a little man that says that in my head a lot. He's sitting right next to the blogger going, Marin did a real good job with Pardo. There was some dead air during the Shoemaker thing that happened afterwards because Pardo called Marin out on the shit. And it was interesting. Not unusual for Marin to be uncomfortable on stage. More later. Um, <laughs> my next guest is the host of everything. Um, <laughs> I want to be on... What? I want to be honest. She's been. She's a host of her own podcast, Girl on Guy podcast. She's a, She's a featured on the show Archer. Uh, she's now on the talk. She's going to be hosting. Whose line is it, anyways? She has a book called Self-Inflicted Wounds. Aisha Tyler, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Uh, hello. Hi. Nice. Look at you. Or look at me. I mean, it's nice to see you. It's good to see you. We've never done each other's podcast. We never have. We tried to work it out, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. You, you're famous. You had like a TV show. What, yeah, you're doing you nine podcast. things. Yes. You probably have a, a double I somewhere make hosting time something now. For the people that matter, Mark. <laughs> That's why I'm here in Santa Monica, well, presiding look, over this pile of well, fucking no, I, granola bar crumbs that you created right here. <laughs> Low blood sugar guy. I wanted to talk to you. I mean, I wanted I know, to make it happen. You've been very busy. You we do. flew on a We're plane. Both. It I was watched, great. We did. We I watched you sleep a little bit. So I, I, I've seen that. Yeah, and it's, not, that it's not a good look, though. It isn't. No, right? no, it wasn't no. that was a bad look. It's just sometimes when you, you were flying a plane with somebody, go, go, go out of your way just to watch them sleep so you can say it's that. It's very I kind of slept yeah, with you a little intimate. bit. A little bit, right? Yeah, right next to you. Across the aisle. I was just Disappointing, wasn't it? No, I found it very cozy. Oh, good. It wasn't. Can I ask you a question, though? I'm listening. Where do you come from? <laughs> Were you built somewhere? <laughs> uh, well, I was born a poor black child, and uh -huh. uh, legitimately. 
Um, really? Yes, yes. Boy, uh, my dad is uh, a pit guy from Pittsburgh, eighth grade Pittsburgh education. Pittsburgh guy. Yes, Pittsburgh guy, eighth grade education. Pits- uh, Pittsburgh black Pittsburgh, guy. Pittsburgh black guy. Okay. They're a very special black guy. <laughs> Imagine Action Jackson. Yeah. Uh, in all leather on a motorcycle. That's your dad? Yes. That's He's my a dad. He's got a guy? really like it, like insane, like intimidating mustache. Wow. And uh, he would say things to me before school like, get out then, grab like by the balls and twist. That would be like his, <laughs> like his Grab like by the me. balls and twist. Yes, Good yes. for him. He was, he, it was uh, unorthodox. I was like six. Uh, <laughs> so it's good. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have that kind of abject panic. You know uh-huh. what I mean? That, of, like, that fear of like shit going away, right? Doesn't everybody have that fear? Like shit is about to fucking go away. I, 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 every day I wake up right? with that. Yeah. Right? Look at you. You're, you're hoarding beverages and food here. This is clearly a fear that you... I don't even know what this is. Some kind of... Oh, nicotine lozenges. This is my per- these are my parents. <laughs> Have coffee, mommy, oh. and, and nicotine, right? daddy. Please love me, Cliff Bar. Please be my friend, Cliff, Cliff Bar. Yeah, that's, but, Cliff, but this Cliff is just Bar. in desperation. I would never really <laughs> do a Cliff Bar yeah. as a parental replacement. Diet Coke and the nicotine. I understand. So you have panic in your life? You panic in Yeah, in... I think I'm definitely... I mean, I'm realizing that now. You seem and, to have your shit together, Tyler. Oh, you're so kind. I, I find that anybody who has their shit together is running around thinking, I don't have my shit together, and everyone's about to figure that out right now. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. All yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I just every. What do you think they're gonna figure out? Oh, you know, just I wake up every day, being like, I didn't get up early enough. I didn't work hard enough. Oh, so you beat the shit why out of yourself. Why did I eat that? Oh, yeah, why did I eat all that? All of that. Why don't I know five languages? Yeah. All of that, right? Yeah. Why every morning. Every better? morning you do that. Every day. Why am oh, I not better? Oh, your husband must be thrilled. You just oh, wake up and like. He gets laid. Why don't he I gets speak fucked Spanish? and then he shuts up like any husband should. <laughs> he just takes it. He just, he gets fucked and then he's quiet. Really? Yes. That's how you I mean, look it, at me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not fantastic in bed, but I'm large and serviceable. And that's all that matters. It's just a lot of me, really. So he's exhausted, which is why he's so quiet. Did I touch it all? I don't even know. That's you just, feel like I covered about 30% of the terrain and now sure. it's time for bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was married once to a very beautiful woman, and you really, you just have to show up. And yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> go ahead. And they're like, oh, really? I can? I can. Yeah, yeah. You can. Go bananas, buddy. You've got 20 minutes. Yes. 20 on a good night? or on a good, I have one pair of lingerie, and I just put it on for 60 seconds and throw it back in the drawer. It never gets washed. I don't wear it around. Nothing. It's still clean. It stays clean for months. Sounds like a lovely marriage. Oh, yes. Do you know what your husband does or his name? I don't know anything about it. Last I looked, he was a giant Caucasian man. That's all I know. I think he was Catholic at one point. I broke that out of him. Uh, No, he's a nice guy. So let's talk about this book. I mean, the other stuff, you know, the podcast is good. Archer, people like Archer. The talk, you go on and you do a thing. We talk a thing. Who's lying? You're going to be like, okay, do a funny. Who's lying? Who's lying? Yes. Season one's already over. We're about to start season two. Working on season two. So. It's fun, right? I'm super happy to have jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and uh, and again, haven't been fired, which is great. Chucky B, if you have any advice. Uh, <laughs> he was looking for a warm-up job. If you. God. <laughs> God bless you. What the hell? Um, <laughs> I'm, that's All right. Like before we get to the man. book, though, what do you like? You, you seem really busy, and I'm pretty busy. But yeah, you're busy it. making shows and doing shit, Mark. Right, but I, I'm not as busy as you, so is there any time where you're not just beating the shit out of yourself? Do you do anything for fun? Is there something that you're like, I'm just going to do this now? 
Because yeah. I don't have any of that. I play guitar, I listen to a record. Yeah, that's good. Those are good things. Well, Old-timers. I appreciate it. <laughs> you put up, you listen to vinyl? I, I'm back into vinyl. Adorable. Thank you. I, it's adorable. I want to be, you know, I, I like to be an enthusiast. That's what you are. You're an enthusiast. Well, I'm not, I'm not a nerd. I'm not a collector. I buy things I want to listen to. Yeah, but like when you... But you made I, the effort to get a thing that spins around. And it then sounds great. It's fun. It's it like a ritual. What did I listen to today? Yeah. Let's go over it. Um, Creedence Clearwater Revival. No, I started with, uh, I, I listened to ZZ Top's Tejas. Yes, you did. I of course did. you did. Yeah. Fucking and, facial uh, hair, rock roll. Oh. Dude, I grew up with that shit. And then I, I listened to, oh, who came over? Jim Brewer came to my house, and he's a metal guy. So I'm like, dude, have you ever heard Powerage by ACDC through these kind of speakers? So that was sort of breakfast. I'm, it sounds yeah. super... And and you were it was so funny because me and Brewer were literally standing in my living room listening to Power Gen. I looked over at him and he looked over at me and we were just like... <laughs> right? Right? I want you to know, Mark, that you are a virile, young, and sexy man, but that is an old dude conversation that you had with Jim Brewer. That was old, Look, old I just turned shit. 50, baby. You're young and foxy. You're a young, foxy guy. They'll never let anybody tell you different. Dude, you talk fucking ACDC's fucking Fucking ACDC. I fucking love heavy metal. My first album was Metallica's Kill Em All. Don't fuck with me. I'll bring it. All right. I, my first live concert was, was Black Flag at the Farm in San Francisco. Really? Wow. You know why? Because I like to scare the shit out of white people. I think my first live concert was Peter Frampton with my parents. Oh, yes. There's just one more thing you have to blame them for now. <laughs> just one more, one more Ooh, psychic scar. Baby, I love you way. Wow. I think he like ruined his vocal cords doing that shit. No, it was a, that was a thing. It the was thing a, he put in his uh, mouth. It was called the voice box. Yeah. Yes. What do we learn, kids? Don't put strange shit in your mouth. I mean, or do. Or do. All right. So, so you don't you don't have any hobbies or nothing. Um, I play a lot. Well, I used to. I, I love video games. I play video games with my husband. Stop nerding it up. Like be that. honest. I'm, I'm serious. I love video games. Yeah. Uh, I was raised by a single dad, so like my activities were yeah. like go to the arcade with my dad. Well, my dad, he, I love my anything to, to just get you. Out he was. Of the, he was yeah. like, he, you know, this was like his version of daycare. It was like, yeah. here's a roll of quarters. You know, don't talk to strangers. Dad has got a date. That was pretty much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get broken off. I'll be back in 45. <laughs> Line up the quotas on Ms. Pac-Man. That was his game. That's his game is Ms. Pac-Man. But Ms. Yeah, Pac-Man? But, yeah, but I like shooters. I'm like, uh, I loved like Defender and shit like that. Oh, was Defender like was good. Fucking great. Just, just literally, just all buttons all the time. And just sweating bullets. I, I was the smelliest eighth grader, right? Just yeah. sweating all over the Defender. I remember when Defender came out. That was fucking, fucking great excellent. game. The greatest excellent. game ever. Tempest. Yes, Tempest. F- a fine, fine game. Yes. Yeah, Asteroids I didn't like. No, because it sucked. That's yeah, why I didn't dude, like it. Like, there's... There's no way to figure it out. Yeah, why not just throw a tennis ball against a wall? That was what that was, yeah. Yeah. Joe Matarese had a great joke years ago, and he he gets so mad at me because I always bring it up. It's like a joke he was doing when when he first started, and he was talking Mm -hmm. about old video games, and he was talking about playing Pong, and uh, he says, there was that one level where it was just you and the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny. And I tell him that he's like, "Come on, that was like my first joke." I'm like, great, it's a great joke. Astro- Space Invaders, I think I figured out. Um, was was the other one? Uh, Galaga, Galaga, Galaga. Galaga was. God, a, that was. was I like that game. one. Yeah. That was good. Right. Centipede was a good one. Centipede Man. was one where again it was just all buttons. There was no strategy. It was yeah. Just push everything. Yeah. 
touch your penis, never, whatever to push. Just push all of the things. No, do it instead of something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't have a penis. So Were, I wasn't very good at it. Could you? Did you ever turn any games over? Like, could you run it all the way through? Could you? Like, I never was. Yeah. I never was that disciplined or committed to. I was hardcore with with Pac-Man. Oh yeah. I felt like that was a, that was a big game. You know, yeah. you just it, it was that game where like you play and your leg would go. You know, you'd just be like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's falling apart. It was. It was. It was worth it. You just break things and things fall, and if it, you know, I, I don't, don't. I hope no one has a tiny dog. I might crush it later. How's it going? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm alright. I could have helped you I'm there. I'm sober. No, you could have. You yeah, really I could didn't. have. That was, yeah. I sat there thinking, like, she's got this. Does she have it? Okay, no, we're is, back is in. This how you, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything about. It. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna leave it where it's sitting. I'm gonna leave it right where what you dropped it. No, nothing. I don't wanna. I don't wanna do any extrapolation to the rest of the female relationships in your life. You just yeah. watch me try to pick up a chair. Mm. We're totally dis- disinterested and ambivalent. Mm. Mm. How's it gonna go for her? Mm. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. What you would say now is you would say like, I can't believe you just sat there and watched me pick up this chair and didn't help me at all. I want you to know something. I wanted you to grow. Um, that's sweet. That's thoughtful. That's nice. I want you to know something. I, I'm, 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 I've never been that wife, and I will never fucking be that wife. Uh-huh. I just, you know, I was lifting shit up before I met him, and I'll be lifting shit up when I put him in the ground, probably in a week or two. That's a fucking say it, thing. sister. Who wants to live with that person, right? If I want some shit, I'll get it myself, motherfucker. <laughs> Do you slap him around? No, no, we're super friends. We're like, we're not even like once. Just like, buddy. take it. Well, like on the ass a little bit. Oh, yeah. You smack his ass? Beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, we just... We're, we're, Wait a minute, we're like how's that a, work? Are you fucking... We're like I, an I, equal family, right? Like, I mean, everybody gets a little tap, you know? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking the positioning, then I had you in a strap on. It oh, went a different good, place. and now it's a picture. Now it's a picture for everybody, Mark. Thank you for that. That's great. And now people are leaving this show to go over to Fleshbot. Bye! I, I, qu- I want to tell you something, Mark. What? what? You won't like it, but I, want, I need you to know. That sounds great to me. It's going to be great. You know, I started doing stand-up in San Francisco. I'm from San Francisco. And yeah. you're not from San Francisco. I lived there for a couple years. But you years. were there. Yeah, and I was. I was a baby comic, and I used to come see you at the punchline, and I used to be like, someday, I'm going to be just like Mark Barron. No, uh I did. I really did. I, lo- I thought, I, I, I just loved your style. You are so conversational. You used to sit up there like you did what the fuck you were doing, and... Uh, maybe, maybe you didn't, but it seemed like from the outside you had a master plan up there where you were going and you just chat with people. And yeah, I was no like, plan. No, I, none, right? Yeah. But I, I didn't know you. I didn't did know I you s- were crazy high on blow. I just thought you were like really motivated. You know what I mean? It was. I really did. I yeah. was like, I'm gonna be like that guy when I grow up. There's a couple nights in San Francisco that were pretty crazy high on blow. Like one time. Oh no, I don't need to go into it. Yeah, you do. You really do. You absolutely well, do. No, it was like, this was a, like, I did a show at the Improv. Remember the Improv was yeah, downtown and yeah. Lisa Lang Gang used to book it? Yeah. And I had done some crank. Right? Yes. And I think I was You know, because you're a man of the people. I don't know why I did it. You know, <laughs> well, it's you, just you, like, it's a working man's, uh, it's working man's Sure, club. some yeah. guy's like, you want to do a line of crank? I'm like, sure, I got yeah, nothing to do for you? three days. <laughs> so... And I got to organize my seven albums 30 right, times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I do two lines of cranking. Like, you know, as people know who have done Crystal Meth, the first hour is great. It's what you do with the other 90 that, you know. And can I interrupt?
interject with a footnote, which is, um, wh- when did it become fucking crystal meth? That's a fancy-ass name. That's like, you know... No, Crank was better, because then you felt like a better. guy made this. And you knew you what know? you were getting into, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Crank tells you exactly what's Dirty about to go shit. down, right? Dirty yeah, shit. Yeah, crystal meth feels like, oh, I'm going to swim in a pool and listen yeah, to some Bach. You know, nice. no, 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 no. Crank is strictly Crank, for Crank hearing voices like, I'm going to punch some shit. Yeah. yeah. So I just remember being on stage at the improv and not really sure whether or not my personality was going to shred apart. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had that where you, where you can't close your eyes and you're like, I'm going really fast. <laughs> I don't know if it was a good set or what, but I thought I was going to come apart. Wow. Yeah. That's an exciting feeling. Yeah. I mean, maybe not good exciting, No, it's a horrible exciting, feeling. It's a horrible right? feeling to be nervous and sort of like, <laughs> you were never... the audience, it seemed awesome. Oh, sure. Yes, sure. But you were never a druggie. No, I'm not a big druggie. No, I don't like drugs. I don't like Come on, one bump. You never did one bump? Uh, you did a bump. Come on. That was a long time ago. Bobby um, Slayton. Hey, come my, on, do a bump, back, kid. That was back after, uh, before I, I transitioned to female. Mm-hmm. I, um... <laughs> No, you know, I, I look. I, I grew up in San Francisco. It was a very experimental culture there. I'm not going to admit to anything because I'm on a diplomatic. daytime show on a big network. Okay, but what I, I will it. say All is right. uh, that, that I, what I have found is I don't like to be out of control. I don't like that. Fe- I think some people who get I feel that it, about love you. the feeling to be. I don't like being out of control. No, it's oh, not. I loved fun. like you're just the kind of person that I would just argue with until you lost it. <laughs> I will also say that I'm a Buddhist, so I would just stare at you and You're a control freak Buddhist? I'm a control freak Buddhist. How the fuck does that work? I don't know. I'm just meditating, meditating really fucking hard all the time. No, I just just feel like uh, I don't like to let other people uh, drive my state of mind, right? So if if you're trying to agitate me, then... I, I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah, I hear you. Let's do a staring sure. contest now. Okay. No. Yeah. She's trying to figure it out. I know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm just feeling the control freakness. <laughs> I'm taking it in. But I did. Hear I that really, laugh? I, There's some darkness in there. <laughs> See, like that laugh was very revealing. She had no control over that laugh. That one that went, ah, ha, ha, like right in there. That's where the juicy part is. It's in there. It's I in know. There. Just, just in my shoulder, though. Aisha Tyler, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever you want. You want to hang out? Yeah, slide down. That was great. Thank you for doing that. That was a good time. My next guest is a very fragile man, and he's very sensitive, and he's warm, and he's done a lot of work on himself. Uh, If you listen to his his podcast, The Mental Illness Happy Hour, you know what I'm talking about. Please welcome Paul Gilmartin to the stage. By the way, uh, Aisha is my uh, my guest uh, Sunday at noon, so please come. Uh, I'll pick oh. up where you left off. Get in there. Get in there. We'll get the name of the relative that touched her. How are you? <laughs> yeah, someone in a video arcade. I'm thinking. Oh. Uh, Berserk. Did you ever play Berserk? I don't, but I, I know, but I remember Kubert. Remember Kubert? Remember when Kubert would die, you would feel it like in your soul, right? It would hit the bottom of the box. I don't think I and ever, and we, have, we forgot Missile Command. Missile Command, yeah. yeah. Missile Command I, was pretty. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you'd hit things in an area. Oh, you know John Regie? Who? John Regie, sure, John yeah. When Let's first, just talk about people that have no idea. When he first started doing stand-up, when yeah. he would bomb, he would go put quarter after quarter in Missile Command and not play, just watch everything get destroyed. <laughs> That is the best thing I ever heard. That's fucking beautiful. 
<laughs> How's he doing? Well, he did, he yeah, did, he yeah, he's always running. Always uh, running shows. He was on uh, was co-exec, I think, on Thirty Rock for a mm-hmm. while, and I, I think he's he was doing, very funny. He is, yeah. Very it's funny interesting guy. these comics that had the fortitude and the intelligence to get the fuck out of stand up. <laughs> <laughs> have real careers for themselves. And then you ask them, like, why don't you do stand up anymore? They're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> ask my butler. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Paul? How are you feeling? I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm are you helping really... people? Uh, I. <laughs> That's such a loaded question. No, it's not, dude. I mean, I get, I get a lot of nice emails, and I know that you know you do a thing where, like, you are so sort of open and, and grounded and doing your work on yourself that it makes me uncomfortable. You clearly like, haven't talked to my wife. Yeah? Oh, really? Yeah. No, I... Go ahead. But when I get around you, I just want to start crying. <laughs> In a good way. Is that what you... I don't know. I think I think there is because I've been through much through so much shit yeah. in my life. I think when people sit down to talk to me, mm-hmm. they can sense that I'm not going to judge them, and that allows them to to open up. Yeah. Um, yeah. People say I'm that that I'm easy to talk to, so I guess that yeah, you're that very, helps. You're very easy to talk to, but you also have that weird the, the sort of uh, understanding persistence of a social worker. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how so? Well, like, like if you say, uh, if uh, how, I'll go, uh, I'll, how was your day? You're asking me how yeah. was my day? Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that annoys me. <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> I catch myself sometimes on the podcast about to say, and how does that make you feel? <laughs> and I want to shoot myself. So then I'll have say, you, have you been to therapy a bit? Oh my God, I've been to tons of tons yeah. of therapy support groups. Yeah, it's sure. been a battle since about. Well, I'm, I'm familiar with the secret societies, but I mean, how? <laughs> hey, let me give you a, my. Yes, that would be great. Thank you. Uh, I had a moment in my 20s when I knew things were wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I was at a stoplight in downtown Chicago. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's really crowded, and the mm-hmm. light turns green, but people are still crossing in front of you, mm-hmm. and because other people are ahead of them. They know they're not going to get hit, yeah. so they keep crossing, and I was in a hurry to go yeah. somewhere, and, I, and it was like the universe was shitting on me, and I just started laying on my horn, just outraged. Wait, get the fuck out of my yeah. way. God damn it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like out of a, a, a time machine, this yeah. guy from like the 50s with the fedora and the briefcase and the, and the trench coat mm-hmm. is an inch from my face, and he just looks at me, and with a, with a mixture of disbelief and pity, mm-hmm. says, son... Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> and then he disappeared. I swear to God. But really, he, went, he just vanished. 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 I swear to God, it was like an angel came down and said, you really need help. And I went to therapy like almost immediately after that and was like, I think that, I think That's that That's so guy, funny because when you see somebody in a car doing that with no yeah. sound, you're thinking, like, what is he so mad about? And it's like, but it, it happened a long time ago. Whatever, whatever that is. Whatever that guy's mad about is not happening right oh, now. Oh, yeah, it's never right then. No, no. It's this never is, right then. This is a release for a, a lifetime of misery and horror. That's what, basically, therapy is you go to a person and pay them to tell you that what you're really pissed about really is not what you're pissed about. Well, I've been to a couple, I've been to a couple in my life, and I, had, I hadn't been in years, and, and I've been going... We were doing some couples counseling, and I was seeing a guy, you know, uh, on my own as well. And it's sort of interesting to be back because there's only one thing to do in there, really. It's just like, well, I hope this guy can make me cry, and I hope it lasts a while. 
I mean, what else are you doing there? What, do you want to talk about shit? You want to talk to me about shit? Yeah, I, can, I understand what's wrong with me. But if you can't make me feel it, go fuck yourself. Uh, no, I mean, what are you paying for in therapy? You're paying to like, oh, it's happening. Oh, God, it's happening. Just let it happen. <laughs> and then that's how you grieve, right? Yeah. And then I won't cry at commercials. I, I love crying. I love I wish I cried more. Yeah? That's awesome. Yeah. One, the best thing a therapist... I've had a couple of therapists say things to me, but one that I never forgot... I, I used to see this dude in San Francisco. His name was Jonathan Rosenfeld. Go see him. He's a very smart man. Um, but, like, you know, like, I was, like, fucking angry and shit. But, and I would say things like, I'm fucking bored, man. I'm fucking bored. And he looks at me and goes, there's no such thing as boredom, only fear. What? So I can like, oh shit, I'm gonna write that into my skull, behind my eyelids. That's fucking beautiful, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree. I I was terrified into angry paralysis. Fear is the fear is the worst. It is it is just you know I wake up and my first three thoughts are you slept too late, you're a lazy piece of shit, and your life is passing you by. You live with her? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I swear to God. Seriously, right? That's yeah. like the first thing. And then every my stomach day. tightens into a knot. Right. And I fuck my dog. Yes. <laughs> and then is it miraculously you feel better, I bet, right? Yeah. Mark cries at commercials, you fuck your dog. I mean everybody's got their <laughs> I method. do not wake up like that anymore. I don't like I must be doing better. You are, you're doing better. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, coffee. This is the best <laughs> time of the day. <laughs> like are I wake up like I, got, I fucking knock out. I just put a nicotine lozenge in my mouth. And I'm like, let's chase this shit with some coffee. And then it's like, what are we going to do now? I did, I did literally say the other day to my husband, I can't wait to go to bed so I can get up in the morning oh. and drink coffee. You, you're back back yeah. when I smoked cigarettes, man, that was fucking glorious. Where you just like would go to sleep and you're like, that fucking day sucked. And like, tomorrow I'm going to be smoking. <laughs> I, I got I, that first cigarette and that cup of coffee because that was the best, man. Just that first one or the first seven. Oh, God. Awesome. I thought you were going to say, uh, I wake up in the morning and think I can't wait to go to bed because that's what I think sometimes. When do I, I get not, to come I back not, here? I get, I get up, I'm fucking out and doing shit, making coffee, fucking checking on the yard, see if the crazy cats are outside. Have you mastered your fear? I mean, I think that's what you're talking about is fear, right? Waking up in the morning. I I have fear at night. Like I literally, I have a fear that someone's going to hit me with a stick when I'm sleeping. That's scary. That's scary shit. Like it's not a reasonable fear. It's just like they can't get in, I don't think. Yeah. You know, but like I go to bed going like if I'm sleeping, or or what if like, uh, here's the other one I have. What if something falls out of the sky onto my house? So I, I think I'm creating metaphors yes. for what is a, a more tangible fear. I feel but like the yeah. stick thing is much yeah. more likely. Though. I think you're. I put a stick by my bed to counter a stick. <laughs> yes. I have a I small baseball bat. Yeah, you yeah. can parry yeah. a counter. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think no. you're fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. You can tell yourself that you're not, you don't have any fear, but you're fucking crazy. I'm not saying I don't have fear. But I want to ask you, <laughs> do you guys feel like you embrace your fear? Because like, the thing I'm trying to work on now is like just embracing the idea that being human, like an, like an essential aspect of being human is being terrified. Yeah. Right? Because we, you know, we think of ourselves as being like strong and impervious and I'm going to live forever. But me, no, you could just be crushed like an ant at any moment. And it, if you keep fighting that, that's when you're terrified. But you yes. just have to embrace the fact that that is an essential aspect of being human is that you... At some point, you will be crushed like a tiny ant. So you better go do some shit, man. Oh, so you use it as a motivator. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think there's terror, terror and sadness at all times. But yeah, but I don't. 
You know what, what sometimes I like to do mm. in this, if you Masturbate? want to, you guys knock yourself out. If you really want to motivate yourself, really decide you have cancer for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, like you feel that thing, like, oh, what it, oh, shit. And then like, just let your brain go to like, what if this is, fuck, I have it. And then feel the grief go through chemo in your head. Um, you know, you know f- figure out who's going to be coming by to see you. And then you'll make a list of friends based on that. Do you get resentful at the ones that aren't? Huh? Do you get resentful at the ones that aren't? Well, he cuts them out. Well, I stop myself from texting people like, I think I have cancer. I, I, I don't do that. I think maybe, I feel like I might, you know, I don't do that. But like, I've had the, like, there, it's been a while since I did that, but there was one where somehow or another, I decided that I had um, pancreatic cancer. And I just, I decided it. That's a bad one. It's really bad. It's yeah. like quick. Well, if you and can I, pick one, why not pick that one? Yeah, pick, pick a big one, right? Pick go, a big go, one. Go, but go it was big. based on nothing but gas. <laughs> like, I, like, I had gas pains, and I'm like, that's it. And so then, like, I'm, I'm searching Google for gas, pancreatic cancer. And, of course, you're going to find one. You're going to find exactly what you need to find in that moment. And, uh, you know, there I was, farting and crying. <laughs> you know, a dying man. I think that's a new I, I got better. Actually. I got better. Thank you. I, yeah. I kicked it. Yeah. I think that. Paul, well, what have you learned? I, I think the thing for me more difficult than the fear, because the fear is a flash in the morning, mm. and then it subsides, and mm. I'm able to kind of accept life as it as it goes and kind of roll with it. But the biggest thing I struggle with is perfectionism. That is the thing that eats away at me. It's well, it's hard when you suck to. Uh... <laughs> That must be a hell of a battle for you. Well, kernel, of truth, <laughs> kernel of truth, kernel of truth, kernel of truth. I'm the sorry, struggle? man. I'm what sorry. The Remember to smile and laugh, Paul. Remember to smile and laugh. <laughs> this will all be over soon. Eventually, your podcast will be bigger than his. <laughs> well, what is the struggle with? What's the struggle with? What is that? What is that conflict? I. I I, I had a really, really critical mom growing up, and I think there's a voice buried inside me that finds fault with every single thing. So when I start to do something I'm excited about, like go in the wood shop and make furniture or something. You're good at that, man. Oh, thanks. I appreciate yeah, it. I like that stuff. Um, I, I've seen it. Then all of a sudden, we'll think about all the mistakes I'm going to make, and I will work myself up into a nap. And next thing I know, <laughs> I've blown this afternoon because I'm so exhausted by the anxiety of making a mistake. Yeah, I do that, too. I did that yeah. today. There's like, there's, first there's like, are right, I going to write? And then you're like, oh, fuck. <sighs> Fridge. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> right? And then you close the fridge, and then you sit back down at your work, and you're like, oh, there's no fucking way. And li- like, you literally, you, you, you don't have a choice but to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. You're just sort of like, oh. <laughs> right? You can't, you can't. Yeah. It's, it's like a narcotic. It's the closest I will ever come to doing heroin. When I lay down and my pillow loves me. The, the failure nap. Oh, yeah. The failure, failure nap. nap. But yeah. to my pillow, it's a celebration. My yeah. pillow is like, yeah. I told you I loved you. Why didn't you come back right after you woke up? Why did you waste time that you know isn't going to lead to anything? No, yeah. Eventually, you're going to die and you're going to be back on top of me. Yeah. And you're never going to finish that piece of woodwork. And I'm, and I never, but every once in a while I do, and then I feel like, why don't I, why don't why don't I do, I do this more? Why don't I do it all the time? Why, that's why the don't battle. you? That's the everyday but why battle. why don't you? I don't know. That's why I go to therapy and support groups. 
to ask why you can't finish a piece of furniture? Yeah. And what that? How do I get rid of that feeling yeah. of like uh, this? Uh, the, 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 something's going to go wrong. Control freak's got an answer. Yeah. Here's the answer. Uh, I have the answer for you. Uh, as most black women usually do. Um, so instead of being afraid of this one individual, can you wag project, your finger at me when you I tell me? Not listen, baby. <laughs> tell you something <laughs> you just fucking around with this one piece of furniture what you need to do is make ten pieces of furniture nine of them gonna be fucked up but that one gonna be off the hook yeah. for the white people who didn't understand what I was saying if you're prolific in your work much of it will be mediocre but you will have brief bursts of superlative effort. And that work will be transcendent. Now, Mark's not persuaded. The one catch to that is the mediocre work part. <laughs> that, you're with it, that, that will, that will crush your soul. I'd rather nap and hate myself and beat the <laughs> fuck out of myself and wait years for the one superlative effort. <laughs> Than to have people go like, yeah, most of his stuff is shit, but he did this one thing that was pretty good. I don't know. I don't feel like you can avoid mediocrity. I feel like, um, it, I don't. No, I'm serious. I don't. Look. Sounds like someone surrendered. Ah, yes, a long time ago. Talk to my butler. So here's the thing. Sure. Do, do you pay him to tell you you're a genius? Oh, I pay him for a lot of things. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing, like, like I'm gonna everybody. I use this analogy all the time. Everybody has their mediocrity. No, yes. What I'm gonna say is that you are never going to have a perfect record. Nobody has a perfect record. The best batting, a good batting average in the in you know in baseball is what like a 330, 340 out of a thousand. That means Uh three times out of ten at bats you hit the ball. That's the nature of being human. So my point is. Everybody has their legend. Anybody remember the Tom Cruise movie Legends? It's a fucking massive turd. It's a piece of crap. You watch it because it's ironic, but even when you watch it, like, well, this sucks. Why did I waste my afternoon? He also has done great work. He also did Born on the Fourth of July. You can't do Born on the Fourth of July without doing Legend. It's an impossibility. You have to build a body of work. People will look at your body of work and see it as excellent, but you are going to shit the bed. You not might shit the bed. You will shit the bed. Yes, but wouldn't you rather shit the bed for real than shit the bed with garbage? I've done like, it I'd both rather, ways. Like, I would rather just literally shit the bed on stage. <laughs> Then do something fucking half-assed or, or well, or you don't go or, in to do it half-assed. I'm just saying you have to pour you pour yourself into everything you do wholeheartedly, exactly. but you're ne- you're never going to bat a thousand. It's impossible in know, art. Shitting it's the bed Im- is much more is interesting than legend. It's so smelly. I would rather see Tom Cruise shit an actual bed <laughs> than sit through that fucking movie. The tr- the fact is that the no one's going to pay him twenty million dollars to shit a bed. That's true. But do you think he went into that movie thinking he was going to shit the bed? He, he might. Does. Who the fuck knows? I what think he some thinks. people make art. And it just turns out shitty in the end. I think people go into things not so yeah, knowing. Sure, okay, so you're saying you can blame other people. All I'm saying, yes, you can. Okay. All I'm saying is that this is getting perfection crazy. is impossible in art. It's impossible. It's an impossibility. Yeah, but art is possible. Art is possible. Shitty art is also possible. That's well, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't have. What your barometer you for couldn't that have is. Buy, don't you think all the worst sets you had as a comedian made you a better comedian? I never not the had good to buy ones. one. You've had. Fuck you, I just wanted to say something. Well, I think, yeah, let, let me get uh, Dave out here. Uh, Paul Gilmartin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lisa Tyler. Let's move down a bit. 
I think Dave will weigh in on this. I think this is the man, the hour, the uh, organizer, one of the organizers of this festival. Please welcome Dave Anthony to the stage. Dana, you're next, all right? Dana, is Dave here? Oh. Sit down, just sit down. Dana, you're closing, okay? Okay, good to see you. Hey, so, uh, is this what sobriety looks like? Look yeah, at this. Jesus it is. Christ, it man. Is. How's your fucking night going? Good, man. I feel fucking great. You got the Nicorettes, you got coffee, you got Diet Coke, you That's got right. water. Sorry. That's right. Sorry. You're Nicorette. fucking doing it. Nicorette spelled with a C, not a G. Yeah. How, how pissed would you be if... <laughs> I mean, not if you get them in the South. They're a whole different brand. <laughs> We're still keeping it real down there. Great to see you, Dave. Great to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Dave, what do you think of mediocrity as being rationalizable as possible? Aisha's right. She does a lot of mediocre shit. And, um... <laughs> I love it. All this married fucking resentment. I love it. Coupled with a kind of a sublimated uh, need to fuck. All right. Let's see the white set he gets. The white man's struggle in comedy has been tough. It's been very, very tough. I don't even uh, like But we persevere, don't we, gentlemen? Do we, we are, you, are you taking a shot at me? What's happening? I was no, I was saying, no, I was not taking Are you okay. listening to me? No, I, I, you're talking to them. You're not looking at me. You got your staff. I was, uh, your... I came up here and I just saw these eyes on me and they're yeah, like, know, they're like do something fun. And I was like, all right, I'll make this thing fun. Yeah. I can do so, that. So listen to me, man. Mm-hmm. I listen to you all day. <laughs> Dave is writing on my, the next season of Marin, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but. It's not that great because I hear you in my head all day because I have to write your voice. Dave, we're getting along fine, and it's all good. You know, if you want to make it miserable for these people, then go ahead. I have a... I'm, I'm happy to have you as a friend. You're very difficult to deal with. And, and like, I never know when it's going to hurt. When, when, you right. write, huh? when you write for him, is there a specific font that represents needy? There's actually uh, there's a font called Marin now. <laughs> there's two. There's bold and needy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angry and needy Marin. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no other thing. Hey, so th- how's the festival going this year? It's going good so far. This is. Uh, it just this is the opening show. But this year, it's uh, smoother than last year. You like the fucking Bill Graham of this thing. I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, you know, podcasting is a new thing. We all do it. It's changed our lives. And Dave and uh, Graham came up with this fucking amazing idea. And you guys came to it. And Chris Mancini. And Chris Mancini. And Andy Wood. And Andy Wood. So what's the, what's the goal? Are we going to play bigger venues soon? Are we gonna, what's going to happen? What's the future of PodFest? I mean... It seems like people like podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and this year we've grown over last year. We have more podcasts and we have, now we have live streaming and there's more people here. So we may outgrow the hotel. I don't know what, I don't know. It might be happening this year. Fuck yeah, man. Where how are we going? Then, uh, how will we'll... they step up with even shittier service? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I think we can find a place Did you get your that, hamburger? that will take an hour to get you your food. <laughs> but maybe what you internalize comes out and people don't want to give you food. 
Maybe that's what's See how happening. he does it? He just turns shit around and makes it all your fault. This is the saddest man in the world. I am so fucking happy right now. This Tell your face. <laughs> man, I'm at my peak. I'm at my peak. This is you keep it. saying that. It's like it's a new you. It's a new me. I've it's known just, you for 20 years. It's not. It must be a very subtle difference. Well, inside, there, there are tiny shifts. It's like a, it's like a fault in the, yeah. in the earth. It's just a little. Yeah, part of you gives up and crumbles. And you've never, it. there's never been crumbling. <laughs> there's been a lot of giving up <laughs> and crying. Do you cry? I've tried it. Work. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I cried. Uh, I, I think I've cried once in the past maybe 10 years. Really? Yeah. What was it about? Uh, pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Non-specific? Just struck yeah, you? Yeah, just non-specific. <laughs> even, his I, te- even his tears come out as bile, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, they're black. <laughs> black they're black. Tears. And when they go down my face, if you put a microphone, a tiny mic up to them, you would hear them go, hate. <laughs> Wait, have you been on Paul's podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went yeah, on there and, uh, and uh, people enjoyed it. And some guy actually went on iTunes and left a review of my podcast and said, this is bullshit. This guy's nothing like he was on Paul Gilmartin's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul got, the, Paul got sad, reflective, Dave. And- well, you know, I, 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 go, I do what the podcast is. Like, your podcast is all about you know, inner angst and all that shit. And his... <laughs> And his gets into like a more real place about what's going on. <laughs> Yours like takes pain and tries to turn into art and funny and all that shit. But he, he's like more real. Right. He took the part of my podcast that, that actually dealt with people's problems and made an entire podcast out of it. Oh, is that what happened? He oh, took yours? Snap. He oh, that, that's, he not, that's not a lie. <laughs> that's not. That's I not, know, I know. I'm not saying that to no, toot my own horn. No, totally, we talked about totally it. Totally influenced. Me. We talked about yeah. it. I'm I, not. The, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm glad everyone's doing podcasts. But it, we it, before don't you get, get close. No, no. Well, yeah. No, you took a dick <laughs> shot it and it didn't work out because he got my back and he told the truth and you were ready to fucking bury me. I know what happened there. <laughs> Just take the hit. You were ready, like, oh, Marin Z goes out of control oh, and no. you lost. I've seen you moping around for weeks. Your ego's not out of control. <laughs> Here, here's Mark Marin in the writer's room. All right, this is the last fucking season anyway, so let's just do it. <laughs> Sit down. That's how my perfectionism works out. <laughs> but that was just once, and then I go like, no, everybody's doing a good job. <laughs> but no, but we, we I, talked about it, yeah, Paul and I. About you, like, have you been on his podcast? Yeah, I, I, have I? And have yeah, you, have I you did it in my house. It yeah. was like one of the first ones. Yeah, I think you were my second or third yeah. guest. So have, yeah. you, have you been on Aisha's podcast? No. Have we tried on Aisha's podcast? I haven't, but I want to. Well, uh, I wink, haven't either. Wink. I haven't either. Yeah. So what is that about? Racism. Yeah. <laughs> Straight That's right. That's right. See how that works? Pure. Uh, Pure. Right, so it's very hard to find white male middle-aged comedians <laughs> to get on your podcast. <laughs> I would hire more if I could. If you could give me a binder full of middle-aged white comedians, oh. I would hire them right now. My God. If we could only find sassy black ladies. That's like three. finding Bigfoot. Ah. Did you see they I found think, Bigfoot? I'm right here. What the fuck? 
<laughs> that was weird. She what said they, more attractive. They found Bigfoot today. They did? Did they today? They fucking, did you see that video that came oh, out? It's insane. What? It's Bigfoot. Come on. What? I caught the motherfucker. What's happening? On video, and there's a second one moving around in the background. Is that true? Like your yeah, they got Bigfoot, and they got DNA, they got saliva and blood, and I assume shit. They got it all. Where? Really? Yeah, Where? some guy went out. The Erickson Project, he went out, and he, he's been trying to find Bigfoot. He's a scientist. He's a legit. He's a scientist. Has anybody oh. else heard this? Yeah. Did you guys see the video? And the face? The goddamn face! This, these lies. We, he, he, Bigfoot, you get like a side view, and then he turns, and he looks at camera, Can we call and him he winks. <laughs> he right. gives it a little wink, and then he looks down... At his poop and goes, and then he walks off. And so they got him. This is this is outrageous. We got, okay, we got closure on the Bigfoot thing. Okay, we got closure. On. Mark doesn't want to talk about Bigfoot. No, I, I do. It's just I, I I'm a little out of the loop with it. I, I just assumed. Well, I'm, I'm glad there's movement. <laughs> uh, well, Discovery News would like you to know that the new Bigfoot sighting is the latest in a series of hoaxes perpetrated Bullshit. by Dave Anthony. Bullshit. All right, Dave Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. Get Dana. Who got, who got the most time, Pardo? No, it's about even. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to bring on stage a comedian I saw when I first started doing comedy. I think he was 12 years old at the time in Boston, Massachusetts. The amazing Dana Gould, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hi. 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 I'm uh, I'm Chris Hardwick. Welcome to Talking Marin. <laughs> Dave, what do you think Mark was thinking when he said hello to you? I think that he, I think he was thinking I have to lash out or Dave's gonna hurt me first. <laughs> Mark, what was going through Dave's mind when I asked him that question just now? How much he secretly loves me, but he has to hate on me just to make himself feel better. Dave, is it weird that I'm going to tell you? What is going through your mind right now that I'm Stop asking it. you this question? <laughs> so many onion layers to show business. <laughs> Dana Gould is someone who's never done anything mediocre in his life. Yep. Or overtly successful. <laughs> That's the price you pay. I'm, I'm the Bruce Campbell of comedy. I'm the pe- Why aren't you more successful? I don't know. I don't know. I'm on, uh, I'm on burn notice. I make a nice living. No, no, that's what Bruce does. Oh, is he? No, I fucking, like, I can't, like, I think the, the time, the first time I saw you was it played against Sam's uh-huh. in Alston, Mess, and it was before you'd left for whatever the hell you were going to do. And you looked like you were 14. I did. I, in my defense, I looked like I was 14 till I was 32. Uh, but I aged s- all at once. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start? That you were fucking. I was 17 when I started, and I was as savvy as any 17-year-old, <laughs> surrounded by middle-aged cokeheads. <laughs> but that's the thing I wear, and you know that. You remember I, Chris Collins? <laughs> How I, you doing? What's going on? I I just found out that. There was some guy in Boston who, that was still alive, and I was like, Dick Doherty. Oh, yeah. He's still alive. You know, the first thing he said to me, I drove him to a road gig. He goes, your problem, Mark, is you're insecure. <laughs> and you would, we worked with these guys that were these very, you know, working, working class guys that got paid in cash 
unreported cash Bob every Seibel. night. Bob Seibel. Remember Bob Seibel? Who, Bob Seibel, the Lenny Bruce of Lynn, <laughs> literally would look like his... Uh, his, his you, there was so much cocaine back then that you'd talk to these people. I didn't realize that adults' pupils did not go in and out like the ending of a Looney Tunes. And Bob Seibel was literally having a divo- getting divorced from his wife, which is something I can sympathize. <laughs> Um, on a payphone at Sam's at the yeah. top of the music, ladies and gentlemen, please a very funny guy. Please welcome Bob Lazarus. Then you run upstairs. Are you fucking him now, Diane? Is he there now? You're fucking him right now, Diane. You're trying to hurt me and I can't be hurt. Hey, hang on a minute. Bob's almost done. There's Bob Lazarus, everybody. Please welcome Brian Kiley. He's there right now. And I'll never forget this. This is like 1986. His wife, Diane, was fucking a fireman. Because he was saying on the phone, uh, it's like, you're sucking his hose right now. <laughs> but as somebody who's gone through a divorce, I can understand. It's a painful scenario. I wasn't riffing during the conversation, during the ugly, the ugly talk at the kitchen table. There was no riffing. No, no. no you're, all you're doing is like, how do we stop it? How do we stop hemorrhaging money? Yeah. Oh, that's, it, was, it was that and just a lot of this. No, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> No, I did. I, I did. No. But you... Uh-huh. It's just, there's nothing. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. That's all right. All right. Think of how funny I'm going to be this year. Oh, yeah. I need about, I need about two more months. Yeah. Once Worth you put that it. shit together. Yeah. Huh? Right? Worth it, right? Oh, totally! <laughs> Totes! Yeah, no, it's it's uh, uh, right now. It's at the point right now we're talking about uh, your divorce. Is, well, as you know, yeah, it's like talking to people about your diarrhea. The Very w- important to you. Yeah. Nobody wants to know. But also, is that once they turn the switch on, you can't turn yeah, it off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because, like once the switch is like, oh fuck her, and then yeah, it's like, yeah. oh here we go. It actually like, it doesn't even matter who you're talking to. No, they can switch up. You know? Yeah, I know. I just think. She really, uh, she grew apart. Maybe, you know, a lot of it's me. But, uh, but, uh. I gotta go. Yeah, hang on a minute. Uh, We're trying to measure your gum pockets. I'm sorry. I got a four, three, three, four on the lingual. I think she's fucking the guy she works with. Two on the, hang on. Was that four, four number 19? Everybody over 30 is laughing because all of our... No one under 30 knows what I'm talking about. Everybody else... The, the, bo, the bone graft candidates are all chuckling heartily. Um, but you know who I saw uh, the other day? Bruce... or uh, uh, Ed Driscoll. Hey! Yeah. My old roommate. Yeah. yeah. He's More neuroses per square inch than any apartment in Los Angeles. <laughs> he was a Boston guy. Yeah, great. Really. There, here's a guy... So motherfucking funny. Right. And when we were roommates, we lived in this thing where he could, you could see people pull in. And yeah. every time I would pull in, I would come to the apartment, and he would pretend to, I, hopefully, he would be at the fridge pretending to urinate in my milk. Like, I would come in, and he would pretend to be, oh, hey! Like, <laughs> pretending to be caught urinating in my milk. And every day I'd do it, and I, I would come up the stairs going, he's, he's at the fridge now. And I would still laugh. 
Another divorced, another divorced. Why can't people who have the simple job of going into nightclubs and using a sound system to beg strangers to love them, why can't we have intimacy? You forgot the long hours away from your spouse and the copious amounts of free alcohol. I th- yeah, it's yes. a lot of that and just a lot of... But you know what's weird is we can be intimate with these people. Exactly. Isn't that the weirdest thing? It's like, you know, I can't, like, one-on-one, it's like, oh, my God, this is a clusterfuck. Right. But, like, with these people, it's like, I'll tell these people anything. Yeah, because there's no intimacy. No, there's no intimacy. you're all, you're totally, and but they, there's they no look gen- normal, right? You no, tell them your secrets. But here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. There's, there, there, there's intimacy in it, but you're in control of it. There's yeah. intimacy without vulnerability. Like, I think you without true vulnerability. Me. No, I, I, I almost cried in Buffalo. On stage. That's my favorite poem. (laughs) E.E. Cummings, I almost cried in Buffalo. And that made all the difference. (laughs) On stage, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You you were, wasn't there some great story? Oh, I'm a fucking train wreck, Mark. You know me. (laughs) Was there some great story back in the day at Cobbs where you like, yeah. I walked off stage. I had a panic attack on stage. Uh, there was a time when you do three shows in a night. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at the height of the boom. Sure. It was a different time. Yeah, Jake can tell you about that. We're yeah. Jake, you, you guys there was are, are a, there boom was a, veterans. There was a comedy boom. You had to you had to go down to Kinkos and Xerox your newsletter. <laughs> and and uh, beyond, you know, doing a show, thinking, God, I hope I set my VCR to tape the X Files. <laughs> And I was on stage. I had three shows on a, on a Saturday night. Yeah. And I was headlining, so it was like three one-hour shows. And I was about 11 minutes into the first show, and it was just like, can't be here right now. <laughs> can't be here right now. Heart racing. Yeah. I just had a, an anxiety attack. Yeah. You, if you've never had an anxiety attack before, it's literally, I'm going insane now. <laughs> this is what it's like when I lose my mind. How did you ex- how did you excuse yourself? I said, I s- and I don't know how I had the presence of mind to say this, as I was not really in my frame of mind at the time. I said, I um, got here just before I went on, and I really should have used the washroom. So I'm going to excuse myself for a minute. You said you were shitting yourself. No, no, I had to pee. I had to pee. I, wouldn't, I can't say shitting. Even in the depths of my panic attack, I'm hoping to get laid after the show. <laughs> you know, I still am going to leave a little opening. You know, you, know, you could be going... You could be on your way to your lethal injection, and you'd be like, so, uh, where are you from? <laughs> it just never stops. The nurse giving you your lethal injection? So, you're from Buffalo. That's, that's nice. I cried there once. <laughs> you know, that's how Buffalo is in my mind. So, I walk off the stage, and I'm literally, like, I'm just, like, hyperventilating and my heart is racing, and I really think I'm dying. And the club owner, Tom Sawyer, who many Insane. of you know... I didn't say that. This is all I'm going to say. <laughs> when it comes to club owners, I know this will shock you, but it's hard to believe that the occupation that gave the world Jack Ruby could produce some unsavory characters. 
Tom Sawyer was a guy you get off stage. He's, he'd say things like, "I was tagging your bits from the back." <laughs> what the fuck was that? I got five tags for you. You want some yeah. tags? Yeah. Like, Why do you keep looking at the wall? What's yeah. over there? What the yeah. fuck is that? Let me tell you what you did wrong. <laughs> All right, so what's Tom say? So he goes, who's on stage right now? And I go, no one. <laughs> and, I, and, I walk into the, and I walk into the men's room and I just get in the stall and I just, I just stand there for a while. And I literally, like, I'm barely in my body. I'm yeah. just barely in my body. Yeah. And then uh, I, after a couple of minutes, I kind of collect myself and I walk out and uh, the MC's on stage and I got through I, I white knuckled it through the rest of the night and then uh, flew home and stayed in my house for about six weeks six weeks <laughs> just, yeah, yeah I literally but just, just I mean, kind of fell apart but you're doing alright now kill? yeah yeah and I started yeah I did and I um, I medicated yeah yeah uh, and uh, what are you on it's good I'm on Zoloft uh huh and uh, I was off it for a while and <laughs> I started to have some problems <laughs> <laughs> Thing. Yeah, like, I got, I, you know, I was, I was a train wreck, and then a trained medical professional advised me to take a very specifically designed medication, and I took it, yeah. and I got better. Yeah. So much so that after a while, I thought, I got this. <laughs> so I stopped taking it, and within seven weeks. I'm flying home a day early from Atlanta yeah. because I haven't slept since Thursday and now it's Sunday. And I'm just like getting out of bed at five o'clock in the morning for the third night in a row going, guess I'm up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> just where's my mind going? Like, I know I'm on stage and I know I'm in the middle of a bed. How many seasons were the Munsters on? Just... <laughs> And then when I started taking the medication again, things got better. <laughs> Thank God. Dana Gould, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Anthony, Parker Martin, Aisha Tyler, Jimmy Pardo. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Mark Marin. Thank you. We got that music. Enjoy your festival. Thank you for coming. Good night. Oh, if you want to take a picture with me or say hi, I'll go out there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs>